I'm Jackie. And I'm Seth. And this is Never TMI. Where we talk about real things. And nothing is ever off limits. Well, hello guys. Welcome to another podcast. Hello. And to what? <laughs> hello. Um, today we're going to talk about a real topic. And before we dive into it, um, just going to put a little disclosure out there for anyone maybe listening uh, around kids or disclaimer yeah, yeah. just um <clears throat> today's topic is going to be on pornography and what did you say we're gonna we we're gonna title the podcast you had a good title what was <laughs> let's it let's talk about porn oh, or yeah, like porn or let's talk about it <laughs> maybe that wasn't so revolutionary yeah but yeah we're gonna talk about porn but just in case you have kids around or yeah if, um, we, if we say something you know, that's people who you know might not want to listen to this yeah it's not gonna just be provocative but it'll be no not at to all the topic yeah so just a little forewarning there um and also this i think we make ourselves very clear every episode but we just you know we are not at all um coming across as like professionals in any way whatsoever this is just our opinion our experience how we feel about it like um we're both very open like open to talk about anything and this is just a subject that like can definitely be controversial but Mm -hmm. we place no judgment um on wherever somebody else might be at this is literally just where we're at and we just wanted to talk about it because that's what we do on here so please by no means think that we're like saying our stance is right best better this is just how we feel about it and um we feel strongly about it so yeah yeah we just want to have a kind of a conversation about it and use Mm -hmm. our story kind of as a baseline for that but i think also you know to that point i feel like you know, as we do these episodes and have talked about this podcast, like we really have a heart to reach everyone. And yes, our our foundation, we would say that we're you know, Christians, and and you know we believe in God and that stuff. But we want to <laughs> also reach people. What? And we believe in God and that stuff. And also, we're very fully aware. At least I have to say that, like the word Christian is even like hard for right, me to roll a, off the tongue because it it ain't it ain't pretty these yeah. days. So we yes, we are believers, but whatever that looks like to you, like we um I don't know, we're also just us. Like we're not at all judgmental. Right. We're not whatever. We're well, messed up people. We, but we um and I know Christians can get a bad rap in terms of being religious or rightfully so. Or yes. yeah and just you know, a a turn off really to other religions or people. And so we really, you know, our hope is that we can break those barriers down and just relate to people because people are people. And um, so we understand that like, you know, our viewpoint on things comes from a baseline, like our moral code would fall under that, the Christianity umbrella, but just the word, the Bible, just the Bible. But that doesn't mean that, you know, if you aren't a Christian, like you would, you might have a different moral compass and we understand that. So it's not, again, this message, this is our, our experience with it. 
and just going through a lot of our marriage issues, porn was a huge one, mm-hmm. um, mostly in my life, but Jackie, <laughs> dirty Jackie. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, we both, you know, have had some uh, past experiences with this topic, and so we'll kind of share a little bit on that as well. So yeah, and uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't even know I can't stress enough that, um, even now from like a believer's standpoint or like a Christianity standpoint, like this is literally our opinion. I know I've had so many conversations with women um, about their husbands watching porn, about them watching porn, about them watching it together. Yeah, that's whether a big they topic yeah, like they up, see an yeah. issue with it or not, like it it's yeah, like we religion doesn't even have to have much to do with it. Like for us that even if I weren't a Christian, like I would, I don't know, maybe I wouldn't feel the same way, but there's still like thing. there's still like things outside of religion that don't have to do with religion that like, um, I would stand by just as a person. So, um, I don't want you guys to think that we're just strictly coming from this, at all just from like a biblical mindset or perspective because it's also just like the way that we feel in general Mm -hmm. um and yeah we don't like however we talk about it i i just can't i don't want you guys to feel whoever if you are okay with it like again i've had many conversations with people who are and it's interesting to talk about um so i we we're not judging by any means i don't um, I don't know. So yeah. yeah, I just have to make that very clear. Yeah. All right. But <clears throat> so let, let me just kind of, and I'm sure our, our first actual episode probably touched on this a little bit, but I really had an issue with porn. And I guess if I trace my story back to the, to the very beginning, I remember like watching porn when I was probably in end of grade school. What does that mean? Like, like sixth grade? No. For us so for us middle school started in in fifth grade. Okay. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. Fifth grade. So I probably was in, you know, I don't even know. Fifth around oh fifth grade. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah. I don't know what what age. How did you even find it? So that's that's part of the story. Okay, okay, so okay. this is interesting. I don't even know. I don't I, I got into pornography not with, and this this is probably. Let me let me start out with this. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. I'm just gonna read the definition of of pornography because you know as we were preparing for this, I was like, what like what actually? Which sounds very dramatic. It's like we all it know sounds, what it is, but but there's a point to this. So. Um, when I asked Siri, what is the definition of pornography? (laughs) This is what Siri said. Siri Mm. said it's printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feelings. Mm. So Something that, like, turns you on, essentially. Yes, it's essentially, yeah. yeah. And and I guess that's kind of the point is, so I got into pornography (laughs) because it had to have been an ad 
but I remember we had a computer in the house. It was upstairs in our computer room slash like office. It was like the computer office space. And I had seen this ad for women's underwear on eBay. Like I was looking for something on eBay and I literally got sucked sucked into this. Like my gateway to porn was looking at women's underwear on eBay, which if you're buying your underwear on eBay, I'm going to just say a prayer for you (laughs) because I don't know if you're, you know what? No, there's some people that do. (laughs) <laughs> i don't there there yeah. there's people out and there so, so it's just no like hate. women's underwear turns into like thongs turns into then you know women posing in these erotic underwear yeah. like on packaging and whatnot and then that just erotic you kind of just goes from there yeah. and um that was your that gateway was my gateway <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and ebay, eBay probably dates Aww. me a little bit but I guess that's, that's just so yeah. sad. I, it's I, just sad to think of like you were so young, just I like young. the young, and yeah. that's so honestly that's beyond average. Yeah, like and above we're, average. We're going to sure. read a couple statistics here in a second, but that was kind of like my entrance to it, and it just went on from there. F- you know, deeper, darker for decades. Like I mm. literally watched porn on and off for, I mean, literally till I was. I was out of college. Like, it's been, I've been, you know, I, I can't remember the last time I've done it. It's been years. But I think it was literally. It was. It had to have been, like. It was well after we, college. Well, yeah. We, I feel like it was, like, you had stopped when we got married. Right when we got married. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably the last time. It was around that which i had no idea that that was even a struggle like throughout our entire dating life like it was yeah. just like i didn't know that was a thing so mm-hmm. um and so it it's just to say like porn has been a struggle for me for a long time and that was just something that it was always a very secretive very addicting it, and that's a, that's one of the things about porn it is an addiction just like Alcohol could be addiction, yeah. just like drugs, just like sex, just like sugar. Like, you know, you could become addicted to anything, but there was something about it that... Well, it's literal chemicals in your body. It's like, it's the, why do I forget, oxytocin, serotonin, whatever. And oh. it, it's also a habitual thing that you yeah. just can become so accustomed to. Like, oh, after a long day's worth, you know, after a long day of work, I'm tired and that just becomes an outlet and it's like... That the, feels good and the, it's... The hit yeah. that you get or the high that you get, you know, mm-hmm. from that. And so that's kind of my story with it. Um, we did... And I think it's also, before you talk about the stats, I think that's important to note. I know for people, there's a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I found out my husband is watching porn behind my back for however long. T- taking it as seriously as an addiction, like... Because it is, it, it truly, and then to stop, like, I think you, you have to take it that seriously. And that requires a lot of grace. That requires a lot of patience. It requires a lot of understanding. Um, If you're someone in that position where you're like helping someone to stop or you're wanting to maybe stop or um, again, not everybody feels that way. But if you are someone I've talked to, several 
women who are like, oh, I just, you know, I know you found out about Seth. Like, how do I handle this? And it's like, that's the first place, in my opinion, to start is like realizing the weight of the fact that like it is as aggressive. It's it's a very difficult habit to cut, you know. Yeah, and that <clears throat> I guess that's a good point. I I had tried stopping oh, countless yeah. of times. Like I just and I had been caught <laughs> oh I had gosh. gotten caught countless times. And it's like it's one of those shameful things that's like, you know, yeah. you just feel dirty about it. It's something that, it's embarrassing. at least for me, I didn't want anyone to ever know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I remember getting caught by my parents. I remember Ooh. getting caught literally by the schools that I went to, like the content. <laughs> and like I literally have oh I've been called into like the, uh, what do you call them? And you like went counselors. to school. Yeah, not, I'm not sure faculty. Like some type staff? of. I don't know. Uh, yeah, at Wheaton, and then... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I actually, as a full adult, that's so funny. I remember at IIT, I I didn't get caught, but I brought my computer in because it was not working. And Oh, my gosh. They, um, they had, like, a free IT department to bring your stuff, and I don't... I can't 100% say that it was because of yeah. the stuff that I watched, but there's a large surprise. chance... <laughs> that it was related, and I brought it in because it oh, wasn't man. working. I had gotten a virus, and it had been like a week since I had heard from them. So I finally came back, and I checked, and I was like, hey, like, is there a status on my computer? And they're like, no, we're still working on it. And so probably a few days later, it was done. And this had been like almost 10 days. And... <laughs> When I came to pick it up, they're like, wow, you had something serious on there. Like, it literally <laughs> tried to attack our whole system and almost shut our whole system down. Oh, And that was just, a, like, a wow. Yes. Like, eye-opening experience for me. But that's just a side <laughs> note. Some of the some of the statistics I'm going to oh read here gosh. are just um, to kind of put, you know, porn and, I guess, the porn industry into perspective – and I thought it was interesting as we were trying to look some of this up. There's not really relevant Mm-mm. statistics for this, which kind of I I question why. But this is an article I found written in 2021. So if some of these numbers, if you guys have more recent data, I apologize, but these are probably going to be close to. And some of the stats are quoting, and even some of those are um, dated a little bit prior to 2021, but. Just for a a general idea, it says the porn industry generates more income than the combined revenues of ABC, NBC, and CBS, and more than the combined revenues of the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Which is wild. Yeah, which is crazy. In the USA, the porn industry generates between $15 and $97 billion a year. Every second, over $3,000 is being spent on pornography. Um, it says, on how we spend our time, more people view internet pornography every month than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. What? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, and then these are um, interesting. Wow. It says, how early we expose our children. It says, 93% of boys and 63% of girls will be exposed to internet porn before the age of 18. The average age of first exposure is 11 years old for kids. 
Um, and then there's actually another set in here. It says how por- pornography has crept into our local churches. A recent survey found that 50% of Christian men and 20% of Christian women are addicted to porn. So that basically means in a church of 100 adults, 25 men and 10 women are struggling with porn. So almost one in three people. It's mm-hmm. not surprising. Christian. Yeah. So um, I, we, we thought those were some of the stats that yeah. stood out to us. But That's very interesting. And I think like, uh, I don't know. I guess we, we can kind of talk about how we feel about it and like the reasons why I guess, but it is crazy to hear those things. Um, I remember watching a documentary one time. It was like a, it was a long time ago. It was over 10 years ago and it was like, I think it was on Netflix. Um, but I was just curious because like, I know Seth talked about like his experience with porn and it definitely aligns with like, you're like I don't know what you kind of hear often like in men who have struggled with porn it's like I started watching at a young age and all that kind of stuff I did not and I was like not even really exposed to it like I was pretty crazy just as a kid and young adult but like I just had like other things like drugs alcohol porn all that kind of stuff that was not my thing I don't think I drank until I was like almost 19 like a sip of alcohol. Um, but I, I did other terrible things, but I would say when it came to porn, it was more like, like in my mind, the excuse was like education. Like I didn't know, um, like I wanted to know. And, and obviously that's such a terrible gateway as well because it's like oh I'm trying to like uh, curiosity honestly just like what do men like what do obviously like my amateur mind was like oh this is what men like this is like appealing to them this is like how how they talk how women should respond like it was just like which is so terrible and so off and that definitely messed up my view and opinion of like and just my outlook my perspective of like sex and men and even women and myself it was just awful but like that is kind of the way that I consumed it and I don't know I feel like when I I had watched that documentary because I was curious about it and it really opened my eyes and I wish I knew the name maybe I'll like I'll put it in like the description or something or you know whatever we can do for that but um, it was so eye opening because it was just like, oh, this is literally such an aggressive like business industry. People are not the happiest, like, but it was so normal. It was so like I would go to school and went to school in downtown Chicago, and I would go to class and we would just be sitting there, um, and all my classmates would just be like talking about this porn star or this porn something like um like their favorites or like did they see this one and this video and all that kind of stuff and I'd always just sit there and be like wow this is like (laughs) just the conversation happening amongst so many people just like popcorn conversation in my class and so 
I think I just didn't understand the weight. I had always grown up thinking it was like a bad, shameful thing. Um, but it wasn't until I started learning about it and just like, obviously it's so normalized and so common. Um, but like learning about the actual industry itself and um, how corrupt it is. Um, it was really, really sad and very eye opening. So without like going too far in depth on all of the horrible things that we have learned about the actual industry or, um, all of that, I think in general, it's something that definitely caused even before we met each other, I'm sure like that just caused a lot of like issue issues when it came to how we viewed the opposite sex and how we viewed sex in general. And it was very like dirty and tainted. I remember when I first got married, I felt like sex was just like the only way it was pleasurable or like good. Or if the sex was good, then it better be dirty and disgusting and like aggressive and crazy. You know, like it was just like, if you're having good sex, then it's like, raunchy you know like that is how I personally viewed sex and then I just felt like so insecure because I was just like I am not that way <laughs> like I don't want that doesn't look appealing that doesn't look enjoyable like I don't want to do what she's doing but that's what men like and that's what I need to do and then it was even worse like marrying someone and finding out like oh you've consumed porn your entire life so I better act like that or you're not gonna like me at all like you're not going to be pleased unless I'm like whatever I won't go into detail yeah. but yeah so and, and I think you know from our our experience and perspective that's one of the main um, issues that we have with pornography is pornography turns intimacy into this perversion element and it creates these unrealistic expectations totally in and especially you know in marriage like on the other side of marriage like what jackie's talking about is like when you grow up you know watching these fantasies play out on the screen and then it now now it's you're up to bat <laughs> yeah and it's your turn to perform and you you have this expectation of what it should be like you've now tainted this really pure innocent moment that is now you know you've had someone else kind of define that for you and mm -hmm. I can't and this is me personally speaking and I would I'd be shocked if it doesn't apply to most other people but whatever fantasy I've ever had in my head, if it plays out in real life, it's not as good as I ever mm -hmm. thought it would be. That's not to say that it's not good, but it's like we build things up in our minds so much on top of then having someone putting even more unrealistic expectations on these things so that when we, when it does manifest in real life, we are almost disappointed and I think sex, you know, we've talked, we've had an episode on sex and we'll, I'm sure we'll have another one, but that's such an important piece of marriage and mm -hmm. connecting to your spouse or your partner. And <clears throat> something that really is like a, a, a foundational cornerstone of a great relationship, um, especially in marriage. And when that's tainted, 
I th- that can cause a lot of other relationship stress, relationship issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not living up to their expectation. I'm not pleasing them. And, you know, if if I could really go back and do it all over again, that's something that I would really, I really wish that I hadn't tainted myself with those other experiences to then enjoy that experience and learning those things and just figuring it out on our own together. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is so like such a nightmare these days. Like people are just like, how could I ever not have sex before I get married? Cause like, I gotta know. And like, I know I gotta know if they're good. Like what you just never, even, even our first kiss, like, do you know, uh, different people kiss different ways and you get used to it. Like, I don't know. Like, and then when Seth and I first kissed, I'm sure we were both like, Oh, you don't kiss like my ex kiss. Like you do things differently. Like it just is so irrelevant. <clears throat> and even though we had both previously had sex in previous relationships, we both kissed other people multiple times in previous relationships. Like there were things that we learned together on our own. And we like, you have your own chemistry that's so special and sacred. And, I think when it comes to porn, it is like, it's like, we were saying this in the car actually today. It's like, it's like comparing your, like this is, these are literally paid people. They're getting paid a lot of money. Um, They're acting like, in that some was, cases, yes, in some cases, sure. Like I'm sure. Um, but I'm sure a lot of cases, honestly, like I, in that documentary, like I'll never forget. I was like, oh my gosh, these people are literally like, uh, I don't want to go like I, or like they're not even remotely attracted to the person. Um, there's so many things that go into it. And so you're watching this and that obviously is not crossing your mind. Like you're not thinking about the reality of the fact that these people are getting paid. They might not actually be enjoying it in real life. They're not even attracted to this person. Like there's no chemistry. They don't know each other. Like there's so many possibilities um, we're not thinking about that. Just like when we watch a movie, that is not coming to mind. It's like, we love the notebook and not for a second will I even let my mind think that those people are being paid. It's like, no, this is a dream and we're gonna leave it that way. But if I compared my real life <laughs> to that movie and their love and their relationship and their chemistry and their sex, like I would be incredibly disappointed. Um, and it would not be like, like you were saying, like it wouldn't be as good. It's never going to be as good. So when I'm looking at porn, when I come back to my relationship, nine times out of 10 sex and marriage, it, it like, I don't know. I don't want to like poop on sex and marriage, but like, it doesn't look like porn. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it, it doesn't have to be boring by any means. Like, um, and we've said this before and we've heard this before, but like, Boundaries are so necessary within the realm of a relationship in every area, including sex. Like you need some boundaries because like anything in life, like it can be tainted. It can be taken too far. Um, So we can have a lot of fun and use toys and dress up and be crazy and be nasty and, and whatever. But there has to be lines. Like if it's disrespectful, if it's like, too aggressive like if it's abusive like that kind of stuff like there has to be boundaries so you know when that's one of the big reasons for us that like it's just not an option and it hasn't been 
And I think both of us, like, people will ask, like, oh, just, like, how do I trust? Or does Seth still watch porn? Or does he ever struggle with it? And I'm really thankful that was something that I think pretty much cold turkey. Like, Mm. I'm sure he's seen things here and there. But, like, for him to go actively type it in in his phone and stuff, like, he really set himself up for success when it came to accountability. And we'll talk about that. But, yeah, there's just a lot of little reasons um why we we just don't let it into our marriage yeah and i think the other thing the other reality of it <clears throat> is that when you watch porn and and i think you've even gotten questions on this of like is it okay to watch porn with my spouse like if you're married you know is it okay to do that and i think the reality is whenever you're watching porn you are now inviting a third party into your relationship. And unless you believe in, you know. Swinging or. Well, yeah, just not. Some people not, do, but. You know, know, not a man and a woman being together. And that's it. Like if you, what's it called? Not monogamy. But. Uh, I don't know. When you just like. Yeah. When you're fine sleeping with other people. Right. So, it, you know, when you watch porn, you are now inviting a third party in. And even though it's not physically there with you, and I think this is the the deeper issue that we have with porn as well as it is it is more of a state of mind. Yes, it's it can be a, an absolute physical thing, but it's it's more of a state of mind that really gets in and undermines you and your expectations in a marriage in sex, mm-hmm. and so it's like. If you are continually filling your mind with these things, when you go to then have you know have sex with your spouse, are you then in the moment with your spouse, thinking mm-hmm. about your spouse, trying to please your spouse, or are in your mind are you now fantasizing of these else? other people? Yeah, and now like that is a huge disconnecting point, and you know again we're all about. Then there's no point. It's like you're you're having sex with an object yeah. at that point. And it just if becomes it's not about completely the other person. like unemotional, like completely physical act of like mm-hmm. where sex is is I think intended it was to, it's supposed to you know cross all the gamuts of of uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Like yeah. it's it's an act that hits all of those categories. But when you're not present in the moment and you're off daydreaming or fantasizing about these other mm-hmm. non-realities like it is just now purely a physical addiction or and just like i'm just trying to get off because mm-hmm. i have this um chemical like desire to mm-hmm. want this hit and, and so, essentially you're not enough you don't yeah. do it for me like and that's really hurtful like yeah to a, to a sport. and i think that's why a lot of you know, when you're in a committed relationship, I think mm-hmm. people start to see the issues of pornography then because it totally. does feel like, hey, I'm like, why am I not enough? Mm-hmm. I feel like I, I'm i being cheated on or I feel like I can't fulfill your desires in mm-hmm. some way. And that's where I think we really start to see the issues of yeah, of um, porn. And, and I guess to go back to the definition of porn... Um, the part that said porn is intended to stimulate erotic rather than aesthetic or emotional feeling. And something that I think in my journey of, 
of um, not being addicted to porn, I've really had to face a lot of unpopular cultural decisions because to mm. me, and, and I'm just saying me personally, to me, porn isn't just getting on some erotic website. That's freaky. Like, mm -hmm. to me, porn can be, um, you know, well, to me, <laughs> porn started out as a lady in underwear. Yeah. Like, to me, porn. Like, you have to know yourself. What is turning you on? Yeah. How, whatever, however porn explicit or not be it might be. a neighbor walking down the street in a sports bra. Like, and I'm not to say that's porn, but I, yeah. the point I'm trying to make is porn is kind of like, it's it's more of the mental state of you lusting over something in your mind that now, like, you're, you want that thing in a sexual way. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't always just have to be people, you know, naked on a screen having sex. Yeah. Like, but the other thing is that, like, I, I think sometimes we can be so desensitized to... You're literally like, would this be okay if they were sitting right in front of you? Would you feel as confident mm. if they were like, hey, let me join you? Like, you're literally looking at the most intimate mm. human act between two other people or one other or a million. I don't know. Whatever is happening. Like, it's like thinking, just taking that like bringing it back to like a humane, like, okay, I'm literally, you know, I would not be okay. Like I would challenge people who are like, what's like, like, is it okay if we both watch it together? Is it okay? It's like, we have gotten to the point where like, I mean, Seth will close his eyes if there's boobs on the screen 1 million percent of the time. Like that's not. And, that, and that's what I was going to say is that that is porn to me. Like if there's a movie, he's never seen scene, Wolf of Wall Street. Like if there's a movie with like an erotic sex scene, that to me is porn because it. If I was to watch it, it would turn you make on. Me like feel some type of way that's like sexually erotic. Yeah, and, and so and yet that's not even to say it's not like. I think some people can be like, "Well, I'm not attracted to them." Like it doesn't matter. Like you're mm -hmm. still you don't have to be attracted to it if it's like turning you on and. If it's like, what are you even see it in movies? It's like there's anyone who's going to throw themselves at you. Like you're probably going to take it or it's going to be really, really difficult not to be turned on. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I don't think like, it's like, oh, I have no relationship with them or I'm not attracted to them. It's like, if it's turning you on, there are still chemicals happening. There's a, a reaction happening there that like, you're turned on and that connects to your emotions as well. Like, and I wish I, it's been so long since I've like researched that side of things, but there's, you can look it up and you will see clear as day, just like the scientific um, explanation for like your emotions being connected to um your like being turned on or something like that or having sex and all that kind of stuff so um it is a very like real thing but i don't know that no. um <clears throat> excuse me another another point that we wanted to just bring up again as to why we are anti-pornography but it's be 
And that's the that's the point that it, it dehuman, dehumanizes people. And so what I mean by that is especially from a man to a woman, like watching porn. Or even you, like I wanted to ask you, like how did you view women watching yeah. porn so much, you know? And, and I think I still struggle with this today. Mm-hmm. But like I think from watching porn, porn has made women for me, a, like a se- a sex object, <clears throat> which is sad because that's like. Well, okay, that sounds very like. What well, you don't view every woman no, as a that, sex yeah, object, yeah. So, but it that can be a that can be, you can you can yes, because you absolutely of porn. can, and, and it's it's I like it makes it it makes it easier to like. Yeah, but like when I, w- you know consistently watching porn you just think like oh you know you're thinking like looks purely looks boobs Mm -hmm. but like oh and then you it's so easy just to fantasize from there and it's it's really sad that like you can dehumanize someone to say like oh who are you at your core Mm -hmm. like you know what do you what do you do as opposed to just walking by someone and saying like she's hot like she looks great like, mm-hmm. I wonder if she's great in bed. Like, it really takes a, an element out of humanity yeah. to, of like knowing who you are at your core, and just kind of like assuming people based on mm-hmm. like how they look. And I think that's something that really, and I, I think it could probably go the other way. Maybe not so much, but at least for me, and I'm sure for other men, like. You know, that can really be an issue. And I think pornography is something that just does not help. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think it definitely has a huge role in us dehumanizing women mm-hmm. um, as a whole. Yeah. And just having the ability to, you know, they can kind of become more sex objects as opposed to. And it just, it can, yeah, it just reduces like. Even for women, like women are more emotional, like we were created Mm -hmm. to be more emotional. So I can speak for myself alone, but like I, there's, I don't care how like good looking someone is. It's not like, oh my gosh, I wonder how he is in bed. Like I I don't personally do that, but like you can, I'm sure for women where we are more emotional, like you can struggle even watching, like, like honestly this sounds so dumb but watching like the bachelorette or something where all these men are literally obsessed with this one woman they're putting on their best they're doing every little thing they can like i kid you not i watch the bachelor and the bachelorette but it pretty much always happens with the bachelorette where i just start i can either get like frustrated my mind with seth because i'm like comparing uh, you just you want something else like when there's something that like hits you in your emotions it's like sexually couldn't care less like i'm not like porn is not these guys courting yes it's like like, they are just like it's like a movie except they're drooling over her they're like treating her so if you find like a handsome man who's treating her like an angel who you're like watching this relationship grow you're like i want to be that person like or why doesn't he treat me like this or why doesn't he do this for me it's like an emotional thing so for women too, absolutely, and maybe with porn sexually, maybe you're not 
like maybe your husband is not super sexual and you guys aren't having that much sex and you want to have sex. And so like you are going there in your mind, kind of like Seth is saying, and it's just like the comparison thing, or it can be something emotional like movies or a show that you're watching. And, and there's, there's definitely, I don't know. I think it's just important to know yourself, know, um, are Orange is the New Black. I loved that show. Literally that loved that show. Yes. Oh, yeah. But like watching, like it was just like, it was too much. And there were things that I was like, mm, this probably isn't good for me to watch. And I had to stop watching it, which sucked. Like it's, it doesn't, it doesn't always have to feel, um, it doesn't always have to feel like wrong or bad or whatever. It's just knowing like this probably isn't good for me. I can see like the way that I'm feeling while watching this and this is not a good thing. So therefore I'm not going to watch it. Like I said, Seth hasn't seen Wolf of Wall Street. And even though I'm like, it's an incredible movie, like you can close your eyes, whatever. He's like, no, because I, I don't need this like Rolodex in my brain of all these scenes and all these whatever these women and and it's not like I don't know it's been a long it's been years and years since you know you've watched porn or I've watched porn but like images can still be there for sure you know so it's like it takes a lot of work to in general already in this world on social media on TikTok I literally said today I was like I'm so happy you don't have TikTok because the things that I be seeing every day I'm like oh my gosh I don't know how as a man I don't know how um people do it so yeah Yeah. and I guess even to that point like pornography as much it is like a um a perverted issue I, I think it's really even more so a heart issue yeah and I think where it gets to be and I'm, I'm sure it's not like this maybe for everyone because I, I know of people who they don't have an issue with pornography. But mm. at least for me and my story, pornography really set me on a trajectory. <clears throat> like if if I was to go back and look at my life, pornography, yes, it was a um, perverted issue as a kid, but it also developed a, an, a secrecy mm-hmm. in my life. And it's... Like outside of pornography, you know, looking at porn or or stuff like that, it developed a side of me that was like, I'm going to do things in secret. I'm going to do things without people knowing. I'm going to lie about it. And, you know, I think the theme of our, our story, if you go back and listen to our story, I think the main, the main theme when, if I had to pinpoint an issue was lying. Like it was literally just like two separate lives. Yeah, like Two I was, I was living a just a lie, and um, and I even porn, remember. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, uh, let me just say. Yeah, no. Porn is really, I think, that the gateway to that as well, because now I'm, you know, I'm lying to my parents. Mm-hmm. I'm doing things in secret, and it really conditioned me to become a great liar, to mm-hmm. be a great deceiver, and that led into so many other things, like you know, porn. You know, looking at underwear on eBay led to looking at pornography, which then led to actually having sex, which then 
you know, then I, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm exposed to other things like drinking and drugs. And like all of these things are being done in secret because I've, I've built this kind of like secret lifestyle through pornography that now, oh, let's try new things that aren't, Mm -hmm. you know, they, it's a false promise for something that, you know, is it's saying it's going to be better than what it is. And that can really rob you. Mm-hmm. Um, it can rob your future. It can rob your destiny. It can break relationships. Yeah. And so for us, like those things make it absolutely not worth it. Yeah. And I think, you know, today we are much better people. We can sit in front of this camera and say, yeah, I'm a much better person because I have stopped watching pornography yeah. and I am a much better person. I'm a much better husband to Jackie. Um, yeah. I think I'm a, I can relate to women mm-hmm. on a much better and deeper, oh, deeper level because I've stopped watching pornography. Um, and even like with my daughters, like mm-hmm. I, I feel like I have a, just a better understanding yeah. of, you know, those are people's kids too. Yeah. Know? Like there's, a, there's even that whole element, but just like understanding what love is and like just having good sex is not really what love is. And mm-hmm. as a kid, I think you can really take that and run with it and think like, Oh, I just want to be re- known for being really good at sex or something like that. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much more to that. And um, so I guess those are some of the reasons why we, yeah are are not you know we would advise someone you know for a a healthy relationship to to not and as a as a person too like not even what i just mean like as a healthy human being like i think and we'll get into really quickly because we're about at the end and we're going to talk about just like really practical ways if you're struggling struggling or if you know someone who's struggling with it who has a desire to stop like if they don't that's another story but like if they do then we can kind of talk about that for a second but like kind of like Seth said like having daughters or whatever I remember like one of the biggest again it can like dehumanize and kind of like separate like reality But when I just started looking at like more so the women, I think because I am a woman, I would like look at the women and it was just like, it was sad. It was like, you don't like, (laughs) like, is this like not number one? And some, some of them, I'm sure a lot of them like want to do this as a job. Maybe they do. I have no idea. Either way, even if they did, it's like, there's something inside of me as a human instead of like sitting here and just like watching this person do whatever and like again no judgment whatsoever but it's like if I don't know just seeing it from like a like you know getting paid to have sex with a bunch of different people like there's something about that that just is sad to me so like seeing it from that perspective it just what it became less like appealing and less desirable because I did start thinking of them as like people's sister or um maybe mom or one day mom or daughter or something it was it just like I don't know thinking about them as like humans or even men like just 
I don't know, picturing them being like fathers maybe or fathers one day or just like whatever examples to somebody like I don't know just it's hard to say without like sounding judgmental because I'm not judging them or their lifestyle or their choices um but like yeah just kind of thinking about it in terms of that and he like we are in such a healthy like I trust him so much more because he's not living this like secret life and I know beyond a shadow of a doubt if we ever like went and watched porn or something, um, which I don't see happening. But if that ever were to happen, I know he would tell me like they're, they're like we have no secrets. We have no like there's nothing that we're keeping from each other in any area whatsoever. And I think it was pretty recently that like we either like whatever we like told each other something or it was just like mm, this is maybe something and I didn't even have bad intentions but like I'm gonna tell you anyway like there is it's just not worth it it's not worth like the mm-hmm. the guilt it's not worth the feeling it's not worth any ounce of like maybe something creeping in it's like no everything is in the light and we do not expect each other to be perfect whatsoever but like we yeah. I don't know and, and that you know that's a perfect segue to you know, if if you're struggling, just some practical tips that we can give you. And the first thing that we thought of is you just have to get it into the light. And if it's yeah. something that you are struggling with and you actively want to to stop or you want help or maybe maybe it's your spouse that you know of who's doing it and you want help for them, mm-hmm. like there has to be an element of exposure and I say this because it's happened to me in, in multiple areas, but if you don't expose yourself, you will eventually be exposed. And mm-hmm. I, I don't mean that as a threat. I just mean it as the truth. And the truth the truth is going to come out one way or another, sometime or another. Mm-hmm. And I, it's just a matter of time and when. And so today, totally. <laughs> today is the day, essentially, where you have the opportunity to control how and when the truth comes out. Yeah. And, you know, and even, you know, there's definitely things in our relationship that have been struggles Mm -hmm. that Jackie knows. Like I told her, you know, I I think about smoking. Like when I smoked a lot, it was like, hey, I struggle with this. And I, last night I smoked or whatever. And it was just like, she might actively know that, and but you know for me to bring it to the light that really helped me it keeps him healthy and like a healthy a point place of, of breaking the habit and i guess another thing is accountability and yeah. um i guess they, they go hand in hand but having someone that you can help hold you accountable in a in a non-judgmental way but also someone who's not just going to like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks for letting me know. Like, no mm-hmm. worries, pat on the back, and we're back to life. Like, someone who cares enough about you that's saying, if you really want this, I'm going to help you, mm-hmm. and I'm going to be an outlet and a source for you to to share these things with, um, and I'm going to help you, like, work through it. Mm-hmm. And it's not just like, yes, I love you, and it is going to be okay, but it's also going to be... I'm going to question you, say like, okay, like, what did you do? What, like, why, why were you in this situation? Why did you put yourself in a situation where you could, you were then tempted? And something that I've used in the past and I I still have on 
my phone today is this app called Covenant Eyes. And this is not like a sponsorship by any means, but Covenant Eyes is a platform. It's like a web browser that you mm-hmm. can put on any any device, computer, phone, um, whatever that has internet. And it essentially monitors your search content and yeah. you have a, an accountability partner that gets reports. Uh, ours are weekly. You might be able to adjust that stuff, but... Mm-hmm. And it'll flag content based on the settings that you put in it. And yeah. it's a way to help, you know, every time I get on my web browser, I'm logging in through through Covenant Eyes. And I know that someone's going to see that report. You know, for me, it's every week. And so even having that in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, if I don't want someone mm-hmm. to see this. And there's there's obviously, there's ways around it. And part of accountability, like we've talked about, is you have to do your part. And you have totally, to, you have um, to want it, you know, you have to want it. And then you have to put yourself in situations to be successful. Like mm-hmm. if I have the app, but then I'm, I found a loophole and I'm going through the back door all the mm-hmm. time. Like you're, 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 you're only hurting yourself, I guess. But Covenant Eyes has been a great resource for me. And again, with getting, being in the light with mm-hmm. what can be so easily secretive and even having, you know, phones like this makes accessing porn so much easier and even you know what you're talking about like with tiktok i don't again i don't have tiktok i don't quite know what's on there i'm sure you could see about everything but like you know if if it's a struggle for you really questioning the content that you're exposed to what movies are you watching who are you following on instagram or mm-hmm. you know social media like what are they posting and really trying to... And, like, why are you watching? Why are you following them? Why, mm-hmm. like, question your motive to but if get it, to the root. Yeah, and if it's something that you're really, you know, adamant about getting out of or trying to break free from, like, you need to set yourself up for success, even if that means you cut out a lot of these things, mm-hmm. even if it means you unfollow a lot of these things, or maybe you get rid of a, a social media platform altogether. I don't know, but... It's it, not yeah. it's not going to work if you always have outlets like you're not setting yourself up for success if you do that. Yeah. And so And I I I mean I had a friend who I was her accountability partner and she really struggled with watching porn and there were like accountability like Seth said is only as good as you make it. So she had to be honest with me but how I was able to res- like there were moments where it were like it was like okay so she lived by herself so there were times where she was like you know or she would call me like she would literally call me at like 3 a.m and be like i'm really struggling i was like right let's talk it's fine um like she really wanted and it was a deep deep struggle but like it was so possible if because she wanted it and because like she had someone who was willing to like, I think it is important to, to find someone who actually, who's not like struggling with you. Um, but who actually can challenge you and be like, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. Or maybe you shouldn't have a, like maybe sleep with your phone outside of your room because it seems like in the evening or at nighttime, like that's an issue. Maybe put a TV in your room and like watch a show before you go to bed instead and have your phone charge on the counter. Like little things like that where like, I don't know. So someone's able to actually help you. And I do think a spouse 
can be in that position. I think it's a little harder. It's mm-hmm. possible, but I do think, <clears throat> you know, f- uh, having a man for a man and a woman for a woman, if you're a woman who struggles with it, I would, I would find a friend or a mentor or someone. Um, and if you're a man, like having a woman be in that position who you're in relationship with might be a little bit more difficult or hurtful. Um, so be honest with her, like be, be honest with her, be honest with him, but like maybe seek accountability with like, like outside of it, because it makes it that much harder. Like you can even be struggling in your relationship, but it's, if it's not outside of your relationship, you can still feel like, okay, well, at least they don't know that I'm whatever. Um, but I know a guy who got a flip phone because it was such a struggle and didn't like, it just comes down to how bad you want it. And it's going to take sacrifice somewhere. Like there's going to have to be a sacrifice and there are always going to be loopholes. There just will be. So like, it's got to take some, because if every option of like an outlet is gone, have you really grown or is there just no option? You know what I mean? Like, are you really free from it or is, are you just like locked in a cage and there's no outlet for you? Like you want, like there's going to be an outlet and you, you kind of want to overcome it on your own, um, with accountability, with support and all that kind of stuff like you, but again, the app and stuff like that. And you, you, I mean, you had or have or had someone who like you were accountability accountable to like it would just send reports to each other right and i think that was like a great situation and they would like what would happen if you got a report so yeah if i got a report i would call them yeah know, if they hadn't reached out to me i, I would call them and you know, like see check what's going in on. And i think you made a great point though about accountability that i actually recently heard and it, <laughs> it's kind of funny and I, I don't remember the exact statistics on it but you know, being the start of the new year, he was saying, you know, uh, it was a super high percent, you know, 90% of people or whatever, like who get a new membership at the gym, you know, in December, January, like there's a huge spike in people going back to the gym. 90% of those people aren't going to be there after one month, I think is what the Mm -hmm. statistic was. But then he was talking about accountability and he said there one of the issues though is you know if your accountability group is like a, if i'm an overweight person and i want to get in shape and my accountability is someone just like me overweight who wants to get in shape like my chances of failure are going to be a lot more when my accountability is just as easy to give up mm-hmm. as i am and and the point was that if you want accountability, look for someone who's doing something that you want to do, mm-hmm. who's in a different place than you, who's doing it better than you are, mm-hmm. and go, go, you know, hit your wagon to them to say, hey, how are you doing this? Show me how you're doing this. Because when your accountability is on the same level as you, a lot of times I can end up looking like the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. And so you really, you know, and I would say no account or having accountability is better than no accountability. Yeah. But having <coughs> Good, accountability solid as accountability. someone has proven themselves to be yeah. successful in an area is uh is even is even better. So 
And I want the last thing I want to say, and then we can be done because I know it's been a while. But I like it's. I think making it not such a massive, crazy, shameful, disgusting, um, judgmental, embarrassing thing. Like at the end of the day, it's all the same. Like it's just. It is a big deal, but it, it doesn't have to be detrimental. It like I there's so many people who are like, I just found out this, which could is so painful, so hurtful. Like when you find out someone's been lying, um, when you find out someone has been like deceitful, whether it be your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or um a friend, whatever, like someone is doing something in secret or watching porn and you had no idea about it. Like I would just encourage the person who was hurt. Like if it's you or your whoever, like if you're someone listening who is like, I don't even know what to do. I can't believe it. Or like you're, you're working with someone who is trying to work on it or, or not be not watch it or whatever. Like just, have grace like you got to approach it with grace and love and understanding and um I think bringing struggles back to like a I don't know like an it's okay kind of thing it's like yes this isn't great but like it was like when he was trying to stop smoking there were so many times that I was just like just stop like oh my gosh again it would be like the ninth time in two weeks that you're like telling me this and I'm like oh my gosh, like, <laughs> what's it going to take? And of course there were some times that after the conversation, it would be like, he's a little speechless as opposed to the times where I was like, it's okay. I love you. It was like, no, sometimes you need a little tough love. Like, let's go. If you really want to stop this, we're going to take some more drastic measures, but like always, always in love, always having grace, always having understanding because it is very difficult. It is a really, really difficult thing. Um, to stop doing if someone has been doing it. It just is. So like, just know that it's okay. And that it's like, it's very common. Your, your husband's not the worst. Your wife is not the disgusting, like, and try to refrain from like seeing them that way. And, um, just bring it back to like, we're all messed up kind of thing. You know, it's like where someone might be struggling with like porn and his, their things, his or her, you know, issues seem so loud, like someone being judgmental and you caught thinking they're disgusting is just as bad. So, and that, you know, that goes back to what we talked in the last episode of, you have to have a, your identity can't be wrapped up in the other no. person. Like you have to have a firm foundation for yourself of who your identity is who it who it's in and um yeah that definitely lessens the blow obviously though that's not the case for everyone and so it again it it can definitely be a very hard thing to find out and um we just again we're all about improving relationships bettering relationships and pornography is something that can really physically mentally emotionally undermined marriages undermine relationships um it can create deceit and really you know just drive wedges in between relationships Mm -hmm. and that is why 
pornography is not cool. That ain't cool. And so, if you're bored in the bedroom, look up some like some stick figure sketches of some new positions. That is look up some toys. No, <laughs> I was talking to my sister one time, and she said it really helped, and it's not. But yeah, get some toys, do something exciting, fun, get dressed up, do you know, be be a character for a movie. Who and, knows? And I guess the last thing too, this, like healing healing from pornography takes time. So it's totally. not like you stop. Like it's literally years of renewing your mind with yeah. lack of watching these things, plus putting good content in your mind to to take the place of it. Like it's not going to be an overnight fix, yeah. but it is definitely possible. We totally. are living proof of that. And so, both of us. On in that, ways. we will wrap up this episode. Yes, so thank, thank you, you for all listening. for listening. Again, I'm Seth. And I'm Jackie. This is Never TMI, and we are signing off. Peace out.